0: Welcome to True Vine Talks with Rachel and Linda. We had a little break, um, try to regroup, enjoy the last days of summer, as I hope most of you are enjoying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Today, Miss Rachel and I have come across an amazing theory and therapy model that, you know, kind of, Adapts and adopts the attachment emotionally focused therapy. They're all kind of similar. So we're just, they definitely have their own authors, their own ownership. And we want to pay tribute to those that have brought us these theories and therapy models that help us help our clients.
1: Yeah, right, absolutely.
0: Go ahead, Ms. Rachel.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm really excited about today's podcast. I know. Um, when we talked about the inner child, we got a lot of positive feedback. People seem to enjoy learning about that. And so this is kind of an extension of inner child work when we're talking about internal family systems and these different parts of self. So cool.
0: Can you hear me okay?
1: Yes, I can.
0: Awesome. Bring that microphone please. Yes. And the author is Richard C. Schwartz and Martha Sweezy. Um, I did recently listen to the Audible. I have purchased their book as well, uh, or one of his first edition, I think I have. Um, and we just want to we want to get into this a little bit because you know we live in an individualized society. You know, it's like this perpetuating the person and, and going after things and getting things done, um, <clears throat> but we sort of ignore how, you know, systems work. I mean, you know, you think about your environment, um, how the trees, the rain, the leaves, you think about your environmental things and how they all work together, the bees, pollen, you know, things you see in nature that you don't you, you, you think well they're not working on their own. Like I was in the forest last weekend making TikToks and I I I was like wow how does this all just collaborate and make this beautiful masterful art Mm. you know what I mean yeah yeah
1: Yeah. there's two words on the board behind you balance and harmony
0: that I'm thinking
1: of as you're talking about the like this ecosystem working together it's working in balance and harmony yeah Yeah. and
0: You know, that's, those are the four key principles. Um, Balance and harmony are the first two. And then he mentions leadership and development. So in order for a system to work together and effectively, he states that we have many parts and we definitely need leadership and we need to have some balance in our ecosystem. The example that he gives in the book, this you know this town was suffering with malaria and they you know in order to get rid of malaria it was coming from the mosquitoes they put out DEET I think it's DEET I don't know Mm. so and what that did it it caused a chain reaction right and killed the mosquitoes and then you know you had the the rats you know, they were dying and then the cats, they had to dump out cats to fix the rat problem because, you know, you they did one, they manipulated one variable and had a chain reaction and then they had another problem, a rat problem because that killed the rats or whatever. So um, that's what's important to know about your inner person as an individual, you know, growing up, you had to develop these parts, and this is why this fascinates me: that we need many parts to function as a whole. And when working with clients, often they have, you know, these parts that show up, and they're like, "I keep self-sabotaging. Why am I doing this?
1: Yeah, I'm doing so good, you know." Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Or I have such extremely high expectations for myself that I don't have for others. I'm very critical and judgmental of myself.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just to be clear, real quick, uh, when Linda and I are talking about these various parts of self, we're not talking about uh, DID or dissociative identity disorder, which was previously called multiple personality disorder. Um, every single one of us has these multiple parts, right? Because it's our, our, our mind, our brain, uh, and the way it functions based on past experiences. And like what Linda was saying, like all of these various parts are, are t- attempting to work together to maintain balance and harmony, harmony this homeostasis is the goal doesn't always work that way right but that's why you know we go through a you know personal growth journey self-help go to therapy to learn how they can work in harmony better healthier
0: yes good and so you know we want to share with you this um we found a diagram or a visual of what you know, we're talking about when we talk about internal family systems. Um, the example I think he also gave in the book so well is when you have one parent that's an alcoholic, you'll have uh, the other p- people in the family, they will be the fixer who tries to, you know, fix the problem or, you know, give them a shower and wake them up and control for the sobriety. Then you have the other kid that tends to be the scapegoat for all the problems (laughs) they blame him well it's his fault that the family's not working right or yeah just create some kind of oh there she is yeah yeah and
1: you can keep going yeah
0: cool um see and then you have a mediator who's trying to keep everybody at peace those may not be the correct terms but you get the gist when you have one part of A system that's struggling. There's other parts that pop up to help that weak part, Mm -hmm. and so I I just think it's relevant to the internal family systems when you're because he initially started in family therapy and trying to work with families, but but then he came across he's like, oh, odd that person's. You know, being reactive in this situation, so with this family member, but with this family member, they're being this way. But it looked like more than one personality. Uh huh. And like you said, it's not DID. It's not exclusive right. from extreme trauma that's happening.
1: Yeah. So we've got these four parts of ourself, right? That we're um, when Linda and I are working with clients, we're trying to separate these four parts, and so that we can identify them, right? And So we can help people understand, like, oh, this thought or behavior that I have is is my manager part, and this thought or behavior that I have is my firefighter, and they show up when when my exile part is you know upset or sad or angry or scared right yeah so that exile part that is kind of like the her inner child that we've talked about before this is the younger kind of wounded part of you that's carrying all of your burdens these painful memories emotions and beliefs right this is the part that is afraid I'm not good enough I'm not lovable I'm not worthy everyone's gonna leave me
0: Oh, sorry, Ms. Rachel, we're seeing Peru right now. So I don't know if you, you're seeing a different image. Oh, beautiful Peru right now.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, on my end, I'm looking at the IFS image. <laughs> so yeah, that is interesting. Hopefully it's recording my screen.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Cool. I don't know.
0: That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You're cool. It works. Maybe I'm not looking at it right. Maybe know. if I make it 50% over here.
1: No? It's, it says you are sharing your screen and I have a big thing that says stop share.
0: Hmm. Well, I just wanted to let you know it was showing me the, the beautiful Peru that you visited. Which I appreciate
1: right? that. Yeah, I'll just stop the share just in case. Okay.
0: Um, (laughs) That them.
1: I will find out when I review this (laughs) before (laughs) it's posted. (laughs) Wait Wait a minute. There we go.
0: Is that sharing?
1: Yeah, I'm seeing it on my end.
0: Okay, but make sure you. I know you'll go back and check. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing popped up on my end.
1: You're funny. We're seeing beautiful Peru. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not. (laughs)
0: thanks for letting me know
1: yeah all right so yeah this this exile part is the the hurt child um this part of us that doesn't feel good enough is is scared and worried that they might be unlovable or unworthy
0: Uh,
1: and the the manager is kind of the proactive protector of this exile part, this vulnerable hidden part of ourselves. And the manager is always kind of thinking toward the future. What will people think? We've got to get this done, right? It's it's attempting to prevent this hurt child, this exile part from ever becoming triggered, right? It's kind of preventative. uh, and this part is sometimes really critical and judgmental. So mm-hmm. when the exile part pops up, and they're like, oh, I'm so sad. I don't have any energy. I don't want to do anything today. The manager might say, "But well, look at that pile of dishes in the sink. What are people going to think? And, and there's a pile of dirty laundry on the floor. You got to get up and get going. We don't have time to just sit around.
0: You're right. Yeah, and it it or people pleasing,
1: you know. Mm-hmm.
0: What what more can I do to get it right? And maybe if I jump through a few hoops, the the person will love me. My inner child again. So the manager is yeah. always trying to to either combat or warrant warmth from an attachment figure. If if we're because. Rachel and I are emotionally focused, trained, and so I'm going to collaborate and interconnect the two things if that's if that's cool. I'm sure Dr. Yeah. Sue Johnson agrees that these parts go together sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be having a really anxious moment in public. The manager might say, don't let anyone see this. Keep a smile on your face nod, get out of here, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the mask, Definitely. that we, we masquerade in, right, that manager part,
0: yeah, that makes so much sense, um, you know, I've shared this on podcast before, be on the, I'd be on the field, twirling the baton, doing my majorette routine, and my manager, Would give me a panic attack and oh Mm -hmm. well my inner child was afraid of judgment, the fear of judgment, being Mm -hmm. seen and not being good enough, forgetting the routine. And the manager said, Nope, we're just gonna take her out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that wild that your body will do what your your mind is not telling you to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so then the firefighter shows up uh, as, it's kind of reactive, right? So the manager is proactive, is trying to prevent hurt, fear, shame, you know, these negative emotions from popping up. Doesn't always work mm-hmm. all the time where humans were going to feel. And so when these raw spots, right, as Linda and I call them through EFT work, get rubbed and we do become triggered. Um, the firefighter then kind of wakes up and goes to work. His reactive protector, he's trying to put the fire out, right? We're we're experiencing something really hurtful, something really powerful emotion, and the firefighter wants it to go away as fast as possible. And so this is where, like, uh, you know, maybe numbing type of behaviors come from some substance abuse, addictions, uh, scrolling on your phone, right. Avoidance behaviors, right. Where, where we don't want to feel that emotion. We want it to go away. We want to avoid it. We want to not acknowledge it. Those are the, the firefighter examples.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the firefighter in EFT is the uh, the avoidant attachment style? Hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 I was thinking that as I was reading all this. Right. So the the manager is more like behaviors that we typically would think of as the anxious preoccupied. I think. Right. And then the firefighter is more the anxious avoidant.
0: Yeah. Well stated.
1: Yeah. And so I think it's interesting that we all have these parts, right? But some of us experience more of the firefighter showing up and others experience more of the manager showing up.
0: Yeah. And it makes sense from a an attachment frame that maybe if you had um, trauma from your inner child that you did whatever worked for you. So if going in a corner and hiding kept you safe, that's what you did. if you um, if fighting, yelling, screaming, cussing, throwing things worked to protect your ex, you know, your exile self, that's what you did,
1: yeah. i've I've been sharing with people recently, like, adult problems the the things that we're doing that we want to change our childhood solutions
0: oh that's good. Cool.
1: yeah like we learned these things as an attempt to cope right and they may have worked for us or appeared to work for us at some point or we wouldn't have kept doing them but they're not working anymore And so these patterns and behaviors that we've become conditioned to do, these bad habits, so to speak, are no longer serving us. And now it's our responsibility to create change in our life and develop new, healthier habits.
0: Yes, yes. And and the more, I'm just thinking about the pandemic, you know, how we dealt with the pandemic did you did you take it head on or did you hide or you know did you go into um, you know drinking a bunch of alcohol to cope <laughs> i mean you know how, yeah. did you, how did you manage the external stress and your internal family system and this is what he's talking about inside you've got so much happening and this is why a lot of folks were struggling. They went into depression because you're like, I don't know what to do. My my inner child's not safe. So how do I keep how do I keep myself safe here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. All uh reacting, responding, engaging with one another, these parts. And then the fourth part is the kind of like the authentic self. This is who you really are at your core. Right. And yeah. And Mm -hmm. IFS says that the self is made up of the eight C's and those are compassionate, calm, curious, connected, confident, courageous, creative, and clarity. Right? So this part of you, the self, has all of those things, and it's the self that can, you know, teach the manager part of you to calm down, relax, be less afraid of judgment, right? Be less critical, more compassionate. Right? Yourself can teach the firefighter healthier coping skills. So when that exile hurt child part of you does get triggered, does get upset, we can respond in a healthier way to soothe those negative emotions. Right? And yourself can help to heal the exile part of you.
0: yeah. As you're sharing all that and your sweet voice, I'm, I'm just like, wow, there's so much, aren't we complex though?
1: So complex. Yeah. And so this is why we can't just get over things. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this, this is why this is, yeah, this is such a, a good example and and the visual here is like, this is why when something has happened, that really hurt us right we felt truly abandoned rejected betrayed it's Mm -hmm. hard to just forget about that move on right and let go Mm -hmm. because it's not just one thing that happened Mm -hmm. it's added to our exile part And it's created new behaviors from the manager part. And it's created new behaviors from the firefighter part. And they're all working together. Yes.
0: So that's why when people say, if you back me into a corner, I'm going to come out fighting. Mm -hmm. And that's yourself, you know, being confident and courageous and brave. So if you, you know, you grew up with some trauma as I did, you, you know, lots of listeners probably have any type of trauma. If you had to fight to survive, you know, and I don't mean like necessarily like in the boxing ring, I'm just saying fight to fight, to, to be worthy of anyone's care or attention. You're, you're going to have a lot more managers. So you, what he's talking about in the book is having self talk to these other parts. Having like what Rachel was just saying is how do you get yourself to let's get curious about why when I'm tired I start, you know, busying myself. What's happening? Mm. Yeah. What is happening? you're you're doing that firefighter behavior i stay busy you know i can protect myself my inner child
1: yeah yeah and this is why i hear this so much people are will just like say you know like i'm a mess right do you hear that a lot and it's Mm -hmm. like you're human and you have a lot of working parts you're not a mess you know yeah you're human and you have all these working parts and up to this point you weren't aware of it and so yeah i'm sure it does feel very chaotic right (laughs) like (laughs) why is like sometimes i want to scream and sometimes i want to just shut down and cry and crawl into a hole right yeah
0: yeah Um, He equates it to, you know, having a a newly formed basketball team. I think about the dream team, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. That was my dream team when I was growing up. And, hey, they practiced and practiced and practiced to form this collaborative, Mm harmonious, awesome basketball team of all time you know they came in with their own you know their own agendas but they had to in order to work together as an internal family system as a whole to be the best they had to figure out okay Rodman's good at rebounds right Jordan's good at the layups Pippen's good at the threes well you know give that to to this manager let this manager do this Tell the self, hey, have compassion if you didn't get that rebound. I played basketball, Rachel. <laughs> we can tell.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: <laughs> cool. Hope it's a good analogy.
1: I think it's a great one
0: for my sports listeners.
1: That's um, right.
0: Yeah, so a team is not great if they don't work together. Um, their parts, you know, knowing what part is needed in this moment. So, Self can, the idea in this model is that self can teach the firefighter and the managers how to work harmoniously rather than sabotage, which is pretty
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. What would be some exi- like real life examples of, um, you know, these parts working together, maybe not so harmoniously um, I think I read an example of that someone was sharing in a a, a book or an article where um, they had recently lost someone, so they're experiencing grief, right? And so this exile part of them is being kind of triggered from this grief, um, with you know thoughts of abandonment, right? And and so they go into the grocery store and everything's fine, and all of a sudden. This song starts playing and it reminds them of this person that they lost, right? And so manager and firefighter are both kicking in. They're kind of working against one another, right? The manager says, you know, everything's going to be okay. You need to suck it up, cut the tears, walk yourself up to the checkout. Don't forget to smile at the clerk and say thank you. You know, like we got to get this done. And the firefighter is freaking out. It's like, just leave your cart where it is. Run out of the store, go home, get the ice cream out of the freezer, go to your bed, curl up, you know, yeah, binge your favorite show. Like we got to try to feel better fast and forget about all of this, right? The managers like, no, don't do that. We have a lot on our to do list. Grocery's just the first of it. We gotta mm-hmm. keep it together. Right. And so it's like this what do I do? Like, you know, she said, mm-hmm. while she's having like all of these conflicting thoughts and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? She's like hiding in the health food aisle of the grocery store, right? Just yeah. sobbing, frozen. Yeah. Mm
0: hmm. the grieving disarmed disabled her. The grief disabled Mm -hmm. her. Because she hasn't made sense of, herself hasn't had compassion for her her grief. And so that's why therapists are we're, we're just so happy to be present to help you know, the self to regulate these parts. And it's um pretty amazing when you start getting into, oh, so, you know, I lost my, you know, a friend or I lost an animal and just, I've been just, just totally detached from everything. Well, let's process that. Do you have compassion for your grief? Mm-hmm. And in emotionally focused therapy, what Rachel and I have been taught is, Sometimes there are judgments and that may be the manager, the critical mm-hmm. part of you saying, just get over it. You, you you don't need to grieve. Like why why are you grieving? Like a judgment about an emotion. Yeah. Have inner judgments, word rules about emotions. Yourself can't have compassion for those events in life, grief, you know, loss of any kind.
1: Right. Yeah. So then that becomes a process of learning like, okay, this critical judgmental part of me has developed in an attempt to not care, right? Or care so much to the point where I can avoid hurt and criticism from others.
0: Exactly care too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's either an attempt to try to like brush it off, like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Right. Like, why are you, why are you upset? You know, or other people, what will other people think? And mm-hmm. we need to, that's where the perfectionism comes from. And some, uh, you know, OCD tendencies sometimes is, I mean, we're trying to control. Yeah. Control exactly.
0: Over control pain.
1: Yes. Avoid pain by mm-hmm. preventing it from ever happening. Proactive manager response. Yeah.
0: And, and our listeners, why you would want to understand this, just to, you know, just as so much for your own personal mental health is to understand thyself, know thyself. I mean, it, exploring these parts of you makes sense um, on so many levels. Because like when you go to work, if your firefighter is showing up, you're not going to respond to the your, the people correctly around you. Um, you know, you're in overdrive. So mm-hmm. it's important to be a whole person as best as we can is here on earth. Right.
1: So, yeah. So it's important for us to, you know, like we've been saying, try to identify and understand all of these parts, try to have, compassion for all of these parts because you know your manager and your firefighter have been trying to protect you and keep you safe. That's why they're that's why they're there. No, and you may not appreciate you know the things that these parts say or that they encourage you to do. Um, I have a little bit of resentment towards these parts at times. We're we're trying to, to have some respect for them and value the fact that they, you know, these parts have your best interest in mind. They don't want you to hurt.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Have compassion for all your parts. And, you know, if you pursue therapy, that's, we're acting as your attachment figure, your object of permanence. We're we're lending our limbic system um, to be a secure, compassionate self to these parts in the beginning of therapy. Um, that's why therapy is so helpful. If you're dysregulated and all your parts are roaring against each other and you're having depression and anxiety, trauma responds to events, then, yeah, you need someone to be there for you and trained to do so
1: so especially if there's um trauma yeah yeah that's yeah especially if there's trauma you absolutely need someone that is trained and skilled to help you work through this yeah
0: so yeah i think that that gives a little a little taste a little opening into how the internal family systems work. Um, We got this off Google, Caroline and Strawson out of Houston, Texas. So that is where we thank you for allowing, putting this on the internet for us to use in our podcast today.
1: Yeah, so hopefully this was helpful. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.